0: was wild was when I went into the past lives, and this lady was a really incredible hypnotherapist, and she was working with like the traumas I had. And the traumas I had was it was around money, it was around trust, it was around relationships. And all of a sudden, I went from experiencing those lies where I was just in this like gut wrenching, horrific trauma experiences, one of them like freezing outside you know, in the streets of Virginia as a like diminutive person. I was literally like a dwarf. And I remember like looking at myself, it was so real that cellular memory all came in to then actually dying and going out of the crown chakra up through the top of my head and into uh, this bliss field. And what was amazing was I went up the continuum, like up the vibrational continuum. I didn't go in and like, okay, now to the next reincarnation. It's like, I went straight all the way up until all I remember was like being in this like infinite field of space, kind of like behind me. And I was everywhere, but I was nowhere. Like I was everything, but I was nothing. I had this amazing like bliss and joy and love. It felt literally like I was just a kid on Christmas morning times a million. So then there was another life which went back to like ancient Babylon. And I went through the process of dying in my own bedchamber. I was this emaciated, like skinny guy had a lot of money. And I remember looking down at my legs and they were like, like my fingers, like, like bone thin, the sheets were just clinging to it. And it was this deep, overwhelming sorrow, this like gut wrenching heart, like crushing trauma and sorrow and and sadness about dying alone and a life wasted and then boom, out of the crown right back into that bliss field like twice you know really? and I'm like, wow man and so I'm n- i just could not look at the world the same way it was like I, after that i was like i could not look at. The world. Yes. <laughs> so i came back from that and then my whole life fell apart or my whole life fell into place Um, because everything that, that I was trying to hold together, like fell apart. And this is the thing that happens to a lot of people that have an awakening experience. It's like, you, you, you get a taste of what you really are and what like bliss really is. And then you come back and you're like, well, now I've got to get to work and I've got to like keep this law practice going. I've got to keep doing all these things. I got to be in this marriage that I don't, you know, all the things that they're not really you. They were created from what you thought you needed to be. Mm-hmm. and that was yeah. like for me at like 17 that was what I put in that mind matrix like I said and that was what I was creating and then so everything fell apart like I, I had a very tragic motorcycle accident like a couple months later um almost died whenever the handlebars at like 60 miles an hour broke this arm you know and I was just pretty much like uh Totally jacked up and had some weird experiences around that. And uh, then two months later, my wife filed for divorce, took half the company. And uh, I remember, <laughs> i was just sort of end like the sad story with I remember like being 37 years old, uh, going back to live with my parents for about a year. And then I was on the bed of my pickup truck, you know, picking up all my papers and I was taking them to my parents' house. And all of a sudden, I'm picking up this giant box with all my manuscripts and all the stuff I was going to work on and all my dreams and everything. And it starts raining. And my dad's sitting there watching me, you know, looking at me like shaking his head. <laughs> the bottom of the box gets, you know, all like overloaded with the water and the rain and everything. falls and it through. falls through. Oh, Papers no. are everywhere. My dad looks at me and he's just like, you know, what's happening <laughs> to you? And it's like at that moment, I just threw my hands up and I was like, I'm free. It's like I don't give a shit, you know? It's like it's yeah. it. Like, I, I don't care. Now I can rebuild my life to whatever I want because I really don't give a shit. It's like so here I was, you know, I was practicing laws, trying to figure all this stuff out. But I had actually become a hypnotist at the time. Um, around like that experience with the past life stuff. I had become a metaphysical hypnotist, I had done psyche healing. I had uh, studied NLP, became a practitioner in that, became a practitioner metaphysical. And I was just trying to figure out like, what is the world about? Like, what is this reality about? Um, And I started to actually plug into something really wild. There was a gentleman that taught me hypnosis named Gerald Kind, and he still teaches it through another guy, but he had something called ultra height. And his belief was that if you ascended the human consciousness high enough, we could do anything. Like we could do anything. You know, we could do self healing. We could do time travel. We could pass life regression, forward life progression. We could uh, remote view. We could uh, astral travel. Anything was possible.
1: It's all, yeah. all the above and we're all capable of it. We just, don't realize it we don't realize it
0: yeah and so this guy had figured out the exact way and i know other people have too to actually integrate that into the human consciousness template and this is exactly like what the christ was teaching so like when i started to see that i'm like man if i was so i saw healings take place i saw like you plop some person off the street who's just in a shitty mood, you raise their vibration, you get them to the Christed consciousness state, you take somebody who's got a problem or a pain, you wrap their arms together, the one person's now in a high vibration state emanating pure love. I mean, maybe 20 minutes ago they were just in the funk and now they're transmitting healing frequency to that other person. Like it's that possible to do Mm -hmm. just with anybody. You know, and I'm like, man, if we could do that with these people, like it's possible. So I started like really trying to understand like, okay, so what's going on in the planet? Like, why are we not all doing this? Like, why are we living in this like weird mutant matrix, you know, total false paradigm? And why are we not like actually realizing we're all Christ? (laughs) And that's the thing we'd be doing even bigger and bigger stuff, all of us if we just would let go of that stuff, I mean, because we have like the vestiges of that holding us back. So yeah, man, it's like, we've kind of been misled by the whole control system about Christ and what Christ really, of course, what Christ was saying, and that we all actually are Christ. Because when we look back on it, um, I've not heard a lot of people talk about this, but there were these Christos founder races that actually began to actually seed like what we are in our human DNA template. So you've got like a 12-strand DNA template that's slowly getting activated right now. Mm-hmm, through the consciousness shift. And then you've got this 11-strand DNA template that's kind of like the fallen angel, uh, Anunnaki, master race, Draco grid type of energy. And there's this really interesting like time matrix struggle Uh, battle that's happening between these two different uh, beings and these two different outcomes. And so it's all about like suppressing that 12-strand Christos template. But Christ, I think, was sharing with us that we all have that Christos template, that we're not part of that, you know, Anunnaki founder race or that 11-strand founder race. And like, so we're actually, we actually have that template. And then we now can begin to activate that the Arturians have a really interesting way of kind of like, you know, raising the little ones and it's all about like how much light you're emanating. And like, they judge basically your development on how much light you're emanating as a being and how close that light is to pure source. So there's no like fractionalization, differentiation, like lenses covering that light. And so this whole thing where we're like, Oh, what do you do for a living? Like as no bearing to how much light you're actually, you know, emanating. Correct. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a this. So therefore, okay, I'm, I'm good or bad or what it's like, come on, you know? So yeah. we are all here at some level to actually raise the light on the grid. And we were talking about this privately. We're like, we, 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 you know, we met at a set. It was amazing, amazing high vibration place. Hats off to James for, you know, being the yes. curator and owner of that place. Yes. Unbelievable. But like, and he'll say probably the same thing. If we go to a place like that, and we're like, "Man, I felt so good. I was like totally in the sink. It was awesome. I was in the zone. I was in the vibe." And then you come back, and you're like, "Yeah, I got to go to my job. I don't like it. I'm in this city. You're complaining. Like you're not you're not doing much anymore." But once a year, you know, when you go over there or yeah. wherever you do, like then you're bringing in more light. But otherwise, you're just complaining. You're feeding the mutant matrix. You're feeding the suffering grid. So this idea of ascension activism is really about like using our power using our power as 12 strand Christos DNA beings to actually activate the ascension no matter where we are and like actually begin to not only take that energy and plant earth grids where we can actually send out that frequency but also to assert our divine sovereign right in different situations and different energy against different energetic matrices to shift them on the planet. So, you know, one of the things that I think happens is like how we are not ascension activists is we get, we get mired down. Like we've got to make money for the mortgage. We've got to make money for, you know, the things that we want. We get stuck into that third dimensional accumulation grid or accumulation mm-hmm. pattern. Mm-hmm. And so then we're just working and sort of going through like the slave matrix mentality, just to sort of make everything work, and then what what happens? Like we're miserable, we're unhappy, we're frustrated, but we've got to keep going. We're feeding the fear grid. We're feeding the entire matrix that holds this uh, illusion together. Instead of actually like being in joy and being in light, and actually using our power to disassemble it bit by bit. And so, I mean, hopefully we'll get to talk about some of that stuff because yeah. one one of the things that I think is really interesting that I've heard from a lot of people is. When we talk about like the 11 strand beings, this sort of like Anunnaki, Draco, uh, empowered sort of lower fourth dimensional beings that are controlling a lot of our our systems on the planet right now. I've heard they're trapped. I've heard that they have been cut off and they can't leave. Mm -hmm. So the area has been sealed off. And what these beings are trying to do essentially is keep us from ascending. And everybody probably knows that. You guys know that but yeah. they can't exist if we get if we activate that final you know 12 strands like they can't exist so as the vibration gets higher and higher like they would just literally you know i don't even know vaporize you know be destroyed combust, like they yeah. can't combust right yeah. so they're trying to hold this thing down they're anchoring it into that suffering that fear that heaviness using, you know, orchestrated events, trauma events, uh, bringing up, you know, old divides and all of that stuff. So as an ascension activist, like what we can do, the first thing we can do is I tell people like assert your sovereignty. It's really annoying when people like, if there's something Mm -hmm. that happens in the world and people are like, Oh yeah, you know, that's a conspiracy theory that that didn't really, that's not true. Mm -hmm. The second you do that and you don't even think, or you don't even contemplate, you basically shrug it off and then you give consent to whatever it is that these beings are trying to do on the planet. Yeah. And you don't assert your divine sovereignty. Like if you go back, I don't know if you heard that interesting interview with David Wilcock um, and collective evolution. He talked about some of how they, yeah, they would going back to Elizabeth the first and how John D was the, was the, like the court, uh, court astrologer, he was like the head Freemason guy, a very wise guy. And he figured out that if we can telegraph what we're gonna do, and nobody does anything about it, nobody tries to stop it, then we don't invoke karmic law. Yeah, We don't invoke the weight yeah. of karma. The Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia right, Guidestones. Population down to 500,000. Albert Pike, his letter to Manzini talking about three world wars, that was in the British British Museum Library in London on public display. Yeah, public display. In 1977. Yeah, the, that's, the, that's the whole thing. It's like we actually, they can, it's like trying to get out of a contract and you have an escape clause, right? So there's cosmic law. There's universal divine law that applies to every being in the universe, every organism, every being, every light being, every dark being, everything has to abide by universal karmic cosmic law. Mm -hmm. So the second that we actually see something and we say, ah, it's not real, we consent, right? So then the full weight of karma doesn't actually come into effect against that being. And so what we're kind of starting to see as more and more stuff was coming out, I mean, like, I think the last week was really interesting. I think kind of, you know, interesting for a lot of people. But as a lot of that stuff was coming out with Epstein and some other stuff, a lot of people were like, man, this is really bad. I don't like it. And you could feel the mass consciousness. I don't know if you guys felt mass consciousness was like starting to build to a point where they were starting to say like whatever this is i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it and people were starting to collectively form almost like a morphogenetic field of like i don't consent to this whatever it is yeah and it started to crumble a lot of that matrix of of dark control like it was starting to really accelerate and then of course
1: yeah
0: and so it's like they know that but, you know, one of the things that I think is really important about is we have to actually reinvoke, invoke invoke our divine sovereignty. And so I had a weird situation like where, <laughs> I mean, the chemtrail story, they were spraying over my house like a ton, I mean, in our neighborhood. And we've got kids here, we've got like families and stuff. And I would see these things. There's a video on YouTube, and you guys should check it out. And I'm literally, I'm driving to the Walgreens to go do something. And all of a sudden, it's Monday morning. The sky was like perfectly clear. It was like one of those April days like in Texas. The sky was clear. It was really like low humidity. And then all of a sudden, like I start seeing all these lines start showing up like everywhere. And the cross lines. It was so unnatural. And I just pulled out of the car. I did a Facebook Live and I was like, that's it. I'm pissed. I'm invoking universal universal law. And I am now asserting my natural divine sovereign right as a being. I'm I'm asserting this now as a violation of natural. Karmic law, and I hereby revoke any express implied or a- any weather modification, express or implied, and anything that affects our weather or meteorological cycle. And I invoke the full weight of karma on any beings that have been taking part in this through all space time dimensions and effective immediately. And okay, so the next day I didn't see anything, didn't see any chemtrails, didn't see nothing. And from that day forward, now we're in like August, haven't seen anything. Really? So, you know, I don't man, I mean like it could all just be coincidence. I don't think but- it's
1: coincidence. No, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't no think we don't switched.
1: understand that's the thing. We're not taught the power of our mind. We don't understand what we're capable of. Um I've heard from other sources that you can simply like just imagine a shield, a barrier. Oh, a dome essentially over your town over your home whenever you see the chemtrails and as it hits that dome you can imagine it transmuting into love or light or whatever you wanted to positive energy and and it actually has an effect on it so what you did i I honestly believe had some had some uh weight in the game you know
0: yeah. I mean, since here's yeah. the thing, like if I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I really don't like that, but you know, whatever. Or someone tells me, oh Darius, those are, those are contrails. That's condensation. You know, that's, yeah. not, that's not what that know. is. Then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just imagining. I, I've now given consent in some way, like maybe it's not expressed. It's sort of like an implied consent. And so yeah. the second you use those statements, I believe you start to invoke full karmic weight, you also begin to allow spiritual allies, those beings that are helping us in the ascension path, to now actually impose that full karmic weight on those individuals. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, oh, but wait a minute, there's no karma. You know, at some level, we're all one. And I get that. If you go all the way up the vibrational continuum, it's all source. There's, you know, there's no karma. But fourth dimensional beings, lower fifth, they're going to feel karma and they're going to utterly not be able to continue. So, um, what I'd like to do for people like with that story in mind, I mean, can I read sort of like some of those statements? Maybe I'll send it to y'all. You can put it under the video. And if people want to just print it out for anything totally. that's going on, like if they feel like they're under spiritual attack, yeah assert divine right sovereignty you know if you feel like something's going on where they're spraying over your house or whatever you're being manipulated you can do it so i'll read this one i did this one um which i think is even more powerful i I spent some time and wrote it out so i'm going to read it and then we'll have it under the video quote unquote um (laughs) i hereby absolutely revoke all consent known or unknown expressed or implied in this dimension and in all other dimensions for any such acts that are in contravention and violation of my divine right, sovereignty, and universal law through all space timelines and dimensional realities. I hereby invoke full the full weight of karma across all space-time dimensions for all beings involved in such acts, practices, and schemes, effective immediately, and so it is, is there is no one that is sovereign over another being that's, that's it. Like we're all our own sovereign beings. We are own sovereign, powerful beings of light. And when we realize that even the darkest stuff, even the lowest vibrational energies, once we assert that sovereignty, like we have the ability for our own free will to flourish. And yeah, the, the, I think these beings don't necessarily want to help, but if you ask, if you ask some of these spiritual helpers to actually come in and help, man you can like so I've been so you guys had Edwin on who Edwin Spina yeah, yeah, was on a couple weeks great. Yeah. so he was the guy that started sort of talking about this sort of like spiritual uh, I don't want to call it a battle because it's not a battle I mean when I was with him alone in the city I asked him a lot of questions and you know I was like probing him and stuff and the thing is is that the light always wins so to even call it a battle is kind of like put interjecting sort of like a fear-based yeah. you know, difficulty. So I don't know what really to call it. But I've been in these situations where um, either I've been called to or I just want to go out and, and kick some ass. And I'm just pissed off. And I'm like, you know what? Tonight's the night. I'm going into the astral realm. And I'm just going to go. And I'm going to do what Ed's shown me and what we've talked about. And I'm just going to go see where some dark grids are. And I'm just going to go work and clear them up. And I've been in these, like, Laura Eisenhower's talked about this, like getting drawn into these, like, ancient sort of battles between different beings. And, like, all of this, like, light versus dark energy. And going in and clearing out the grid and doing all of these things. Um, And I've been in those situations where, like, I'm in the field. And I'm working through all these energies. And I'm literally, like taking all of these dark beings and sending them off to different energies or places like the central sun for like to start the reincarnation process over again. And they'll just start multiplying and multiplying and multiplying and almost like a hundred thousand, you know, just like the matrix where you're like seeing all these things. And then you basically get bigger and bigger. It just goes into this ad infinitum sort of like crazy scenario and there's one time I felt extremely overwhelmed. And I was like, man, this is just getting intense. And I could feel like some really dark energies coming at me as it was escalating. And I was like, I need help. You know, I was like, whatever light beings are there, I need help. And all of a sudden, I could see like these Palladian beings and some of these like Syrian beings come in, and I could just feel like the presence. And then they just made this giant net scooped them up and, and took them away. And I was like, holy crap. Why was I, why was I doing all that myself? We can ask for help. So again, it's like, this is this Ascension activism. Like we like, okay. So when I was at a I got called, I was in a deep meditation in that Palladian circle. I got called to clear up a bunch of grids. I cleared up some grids in Tokyo. I cleared up some stuff. Um, I actually remember going into Epstein's cell. I went in there and I was pressing love energy down on him like just pressing pressing and he couldn't stand it and i was just pressing i was pressing i was like you know you've got to do the right thing and i'm just pressing this love energy which is just really difficult for that person to accept so it's actually like kind of torture right but it's like i'm bringing in light so that he does the right thing you know and so we can be called to do that stuff i mean like it's you know it's cool to, to watch the news and sort of talk but, but like we have that Christos template to actually do it ourselves
1: by the way it's not cool to watch the news <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean
0: the, the, uh, alternative news you know like uh, you know all the stuff but, I know but, what you mean keep up with the keep up with the current events yeah, yeah. the real well, news the thing. like <laughs> I hear everybody talk about these events it's like okay here's what happened but I'm like what did you do like, and it's cool to share. I mean, it's great to share all this stuff and we need to share it to illuminate people. But like, we have a whole other part of us where we can actually be out there shifting the energy grid, bringing in more light, like immediately to the planet and clearing out stuff. It's been crazy. Like for the last probably four years, I've been getting like every morning when I wake up, I get something, you know, I get, they want to talk to me or I get some sort of like download, I get an image. So the most recent thing I got from them, and I know it's Arcturian cause I've had this dimensional matrix called Atom, which is an Arcturian dimensional alignment matrix. It's like a collective. I never see one, I see just like a group. And so the one thing they showed me recently was like a box. And I was like, what, what is this box? Like, I kept seeing this box. I was like, what do I do with this box? What's the point of this box? What is it? And so um, I was talking to some of the speakers on my show. And I'm like, okay, you connect to the archery. And I was like, what is the box? And then one of this gals, Shamise Daniel, she's really great. She's like, oh, you, you saw the box. They, they showed you the box. And I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? There's a box? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's like a rejuvenation chamber. And I was like, oh, crap, it's also a portal. To like a higher dimensional field, kind of like a star. Wow. So like, what do I do in that thing? She's like, well, you can go in there, you can get wisdom. You can also like, if there's darker energies and stuff, you can imagine they're going into the box to clear different areas or clear different spaces, to clear timelines, to clear out different earth grids. If there's a lot of stuff going on, like let's say in, you know, a certain city, Maybe there's violence or there's, you know, something happening. You can take that energy and intend that it goes into that, into that portal, into that box and be cleared out all this stuff you can do. I'm like, wow, amazing. Right. So it's like, this is all the stuff that we can do. It's like sci-fi is real. Like we have that ability. We're like, okay, you know, we got to play at this level. Right. And it's like, nah, man, it's totally not, 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 not like that at all. And have you guys ever heard of Raymond Grace? You know about his work?
1: No, I'm not.
0: no, the coolest dude. You gotta everybody watching this video, you gotta go check out Raymond Grace on YouTube. So I, I basically um, through hyp- hypnosis, I learned a lot about you know dowsing and stuff. And dowsing, yeah, he's like dowsing rods. You can use like a pendulum, like I have here. But dowsing basically is um, your subconscious mind connecting in to superconscious, and superconscious being the gateway to infinite intelligence and higher dimensional realms. So what Raymond does, he basically started doing pendulum work to actually reduce suffering and actually shift demonic energies out of certain places. And he calls it the blueprint to freedom. And so what he'll do is he'll basically use the pendulum. He'll ask for help. And once he gets a yes, he'll just begin like to allow the pendulum to work and he'll call on this higher dimensional beings Basically, he calls them spirit helpers or spirit doctors to come in and clean a particular area and take out the the demonic forces and take them to the right, the dimension, the proper dimension, and lock them up so they can't do any more harm. And so he's basically been doing this for years and teaching people how to do it. And he'll say, like, if you have the intent... These beings want to help to clear up the grids. Is we're in this 240 million year orbit around the Milky Way galaxy, pretty much, and yeah. we're getting just bombarded by a lot of higher frequency energies hitting the earth. That's I true. mean, it's just huge. Yeah. And what's happening is that the truth, I guess, is becoming very hard to suppress, and it's becoming very obvious. Like uh, spiritual, we're getting a lot of discernment spiritually as beings as to like what's really going on and so like the more that the the systems sort of try to hide stuff it it gets harder and harder and also think at some level you know the internet's played a huge part in that because Mm -hmm. now you know we're able to access information so quickly and and share information so quickly that we can have that kind of discernment so i mean so on the ground i mean that's that's pretty much what i what i think is happening um there is there is something a lot of people don't talk about and i think it's it's pretty much like this ascension versus uh third dimensional luciferian stuff pretty much like the goal i think is unfortunately to lock humanity down into the third dimension and so a lot of that's done through sort of this like luciferian doctrine which is a little creepy, but the, the way to really understand it is, is more about the fact that uh, like when there was this battle in heaven and these fallen angels, you know, like came down to earth, Lucifer was the one that ruled over the earth and ruled over third dimensional reality and was the, was the gateway to get all of the third dimensional stuff that you want. You know, you want your house, you want your cars. It's like when they say people made a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. So we're in this like timeline temporal battle Between this like Luciferian agenda, which is all about the earth and it's all about, you know, your body or how young you are or, you know, we have all of those sort of archetypes that we see versus this ascension, which is about our true nature, our true understanding of what we are, true disclosure as to like what really is going on cosmically with these different, you know, alien beings and all of that. And so you're seeing it, you're seeing like these people that kind of want to lock us down into that reality and they're anchoring it in through the fear and suffering grid and through the trauma grid. And that's where a lot of the events and the bad news and all of that stuff just basically sucks all of that energy out of humanity and then brings it into fear. And then that loose energy is just pumped out to those lower fourth dimensional beings and not only that like we get locked down into that rude shocker where we're in more fear, more chaos, more worry and then basically like we're not we're not really activating our power like if we're worried about getting getting hurt or getting harmed when we go somewhere Are we going to be like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, clear the grid or I'm going to stay in love and I'm going to go ascend and and connect to my spirit guides. No, hell no. We're just worried. We'd be worried about base survival and how we just make it through our day. And we don't get, we don't get harmed, or we don't get foreclosed on and all that stuff. I've heard there have been something like 57 documented false flags throughout history that have been documented. And later the individuals organizations come, come forward have said, Hey, you know, these were false flags that we did because we were trying to push an agenda or create some sort of like you know movement towards some toward an endpoint that we wanted. So it's been done. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't believe that you know it's like you're just ignoring history. I mean, you're you're ignoring. You know, if I was a lawyer and I'm trying a case and I'm prosecuting people that were involved in. Some sort of financial racketeering, and I imagine there was no conspiracy that they were trying to do something to benefit, you know, an outcome they wanted. I mean, I'd be foolish, right? Same thing. Just think critically. So it's been done. We just have to really be critical, and we can only focus on this like tiny sliver of reality. And it's like a dog whistle, you know. It's the same thing with higher dimensionality. It's like if I blew a dog whistle, my dog could hear it. I couldn't hear it this tiny visible spectrum of light, tiny spectrum of sound. And it's like, once we start opening up dimensionally and consciously, like then we can see everything and understand everything. And I think like to your questions, like what's going on in the ground, is humanity starting to open up more and more. And it was uh, one of my favorite quotes, Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr. said, man's mind or woman's mind stretched to a new idea never regains its original form and it's like once people yeah. are like man is this accurate is this the whole story if somebody was wrong on this or if this was overlooked or somebody was biased in this way then then there has to be more and that's like been the whole evolution of, of human humanity you mm-hmm. know and they said the world was flat and someone's like no it was it's not it's round and then a few people are like yeah maybe it is it's like we've got to keep that going and this is you know this is really like a giant you know cosmic uh movement right now that uh it's it's i mean i would say i think it's really important that we keep it going because it's 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 <laughs> it's a pretty big deal my my thing at the time like when i was getting into just trying to make my life better everything was like law of attraction law of attraction law of attraction and my big thing was like you know what about the heart? Like what about like your soul? What about what you really want to do? What about like your soul purpose? Like, what the freak does law of attraction have to do with that? You know, it's like, oh, I, I want a car, I want a new house and all this stuff. And it was all very like superficial stuff. And as a hypnotist, I back in oh three, um, I had, you know, had the astral travel experiences. I'd had all of that stuff. So it was like just what I wanted a surface level makes is is really no matter to my soul's purpose. Like it may be great, but if it's not in alignment with my soul's purpose, my soul's going to trump that, you know, okay. literally every time, right? So that movie, The Secret, was out, and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, you know, nobody's really talking about really these deeper issues. So I wanted to, you know, interview different people and sort of create a broadcasting platform that would do that. And I also wanted to do energy healing and energy experiences because what I had had in in two thousand Eight when I had my accident and then also in that hypnosis clinical hypnosis work what I had had happened was an energy experience that shifted my life I was like once I experienced the seventh dimension I was like man I can't go back and I can't just believe everything that that I thought my life was so I was like instead of talking about this stuff, instead of like, oh, you should do this, let's have energy experiences. So that was what You Wealth Revolution was about, was like creating these energetic experiences. And uh, what's kind of funny, though, was when we started, you know, it was more of that sort of general type of like, feel good, love and light sort of energy stuff, like sort of your mainstream self growth. And then we started getting into a lot more deeper stuff you know uh contact al- you know aliens benevolent ets healing processes that are coming from these ets like the Arturian sure. stuff, palladian yeah. energy healing processes coming in uh light language where people are speaking sort of like uh star language oh, that yeah. is in of itself healing so we've had yes. Judy Sorry, on.
1: <laughs> i have i have on um, I don't I can't even count anymore the amount of experiences I have where I I get downloads of light language like symbols and dream yeah, yeah. dream states just two nights ago I had this very vivid dream where I was, something within me was activated and I could see the I could see the light language within everything like everything had symbols in it and at first it was like I was just learning how to see and I was like I had to get close and focus but then it became really clear and like everything, all the physical items consist of this light language. Uh, yeah. and that was the dream, but I just have, I have tons of, tons of experiences with it. I don't know what it means. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. But yeah, yeah. you
0: were seeing the fabric behind everything. You're seeing the, the I, to me, that's my interpretation. You have your own, everybody else has their own, but yeah. like you were seeing the, the matrix and the fabric behind all reality. So, yeah. like, you're seeing, yeah. like, it's all, have you ever heard of somatics when they take um, yeah I mean, um the videos, right? They take a plate and they start vibrating it and it sort of forms all these patterns. Okay. I mean, that's, everything is held together by <clears throat> sound and yeah. vibration. But it's all connected. I mean, like, all, like, so at that at one level, like, you're getting activated based on your awareness the whole information movement to like share truth and sort of like make sure that we don't get stuck in the mainstream narrative for every single thing. It's like, that's another layer where like just that one seat of information activates a person to go, man, yeah, that is weird. Like what, what why is that like this? Or what, you know, how did that plane do that to the Pentagon? You know, like where was the plane? You know, just like one little yeah. seat of thought. Like, so It's all like, once that starts opening and unraveling, that's where like, we start realizing what we are. And that is, I think what, you know, when we look at the two sides, like that's what, that's what's being sort of combated against is that humanity's awakening, that activation of that 12 strand DNA. And, um, you know, once we realize that, like, we're going to be like, man, we could solve the problems of the world so fast. We could, you know, cooperate with all these different countries, all these different, you know, people, there's, there's not going to be any, any racism or anger or fear for one, none of that stuff. It's, it's all third dimensional garbage. Anyway, it's all bullshit. It's all control grid stuff, you know? And it's like, what the heck? You know, I, I got a story. I mean, it's like broke my heart about two years ago. We went on a cruise, well what broke my heart was like what happened like last year. So we go on this cruise and I have uh, two six year old boys. And so they have you know, no idea of skin color or anything, right? So they're playing with this boy in the pool and he's the curly haired boy. It was an African American kid, super cool guy, family was amazing, we hung out. He was a curly haired kid, that was it. They didn't. They didn't have any identification. So they go to school and then they start learning all this stuff about what happened in the past with, you know, discrimination and everything, which was atrocious, which we don't want, which we do want to teach about. I'm not against teaching it. I'm just don't think that a six year old has a reference point and experiences with so many different people to actually form an opinion about them before hearing all of the stuff from the past like that was my problem with it so then yeah. after hearing that now it's like you know now he'll say like that boy that's a black boy or whatever and i'm like no it's just a boy before it was just a kid with curly hair but yeah. once we reinstall that three dimensional matrix of like okay there's programming, this that, yeah. the programming it's like yeah. it just went in and i'm like no just go back it's just a curly haired kid man and i and i'll tell my son i'm like there's there's blue aliens and green ones and purple ones. And I'm like, there's just all different. It's, it's, you know, and he's, you know, he sees that, but it's like, you could see right where that installation happens. And it's like, Mm -hmm. now we just continue that. It's like, man, give people experiences just to feel without any label of history. And you're going to find that human, humans are not, prejudice. They're not racist. They're not angry. Yeah. They're not bad. Our, our internal human de- goodwill is like always to be good and loving. Like that's our natural state. Yeah. Now you start doing stuff where you, you know, you're spraying chemicals, you're putting stuff in food, you're triggering, you're creating like mind control stuff. You're putting stuff on. I mean, yeah, you're going to bring out things in humanity that's not natural. And the thing I want to say about this is it's the mutant matrix. Like that is not our natural divine earth. There's Terra Earth, Gaia Earth. That is the natural resonance of our natural state of love and harmony. What we've been living in is essentially a mutant matrix where we've got these abnormal frequencies and abnormal ways of being that just are not fitting anymore and we're starting to realize that we're starting to say hey man this just this isn't working anymore and that's why it's crumbling because it's not natural to earth anyway it's it's like held in place with this low vibration frequency and they've got to keep holding it in place and they've got to keep controlling the information because once it starts cracking which it already has it's going to just accelerate like a little crack in the dam and um at the other end of it yeah I mean, we're all one we're all connected we're all these beings we've been infinite lives we've been infinite this we've been yeah i mean i've heard the Arturians. what they'll do is they'll like take the kids and they'll figure out like what's their soul gifts like what are they most like connected to what do they most resonate with what like lights up that being and then they spend like their formative years like just experiencing that learning that studying that like aligning to that so and then letting more light come through that it's like a whole different model of sort of yeah. educating versus like let's bring in the past even though we don't want to repeat it but let's bring it in early let's like sort of compartmentalize information let's give this official story or whatever it is and then we just really yep. i think the thing coming in right now is like we're, we're starting to realize that like What's holding all of that stuff in place is the suffering, is the fear, is the illusion, and all of that starting to break away. And the lifespan thing is a big deal because what I've heard from a few different guests on our show is that this was actually like the <laughs> – this is crazy, but I heard that they the dr- draconians actually worked with some different beings on earth to figure out a way to actually create sort of like a, um, a grid – over the earth, kind of like a third dimensional ceiling that would limit lifespan. And so like, because the the idea was to keep us as sort of like slaves, that mm-hmm. would live short lifespans, that would forget everything, because you can't, I mean, like, you can acquire yeah. a lot of wisdom by 80 years old. But if you forget it, like, you can't, and then you only have like, so many productive years where you have like, physical vitality, you know, like the average person. So it's all these things where like, we're very short. We forget everything. And then we like have to like reincarnate again, and start again. And it's like, then we don't know anything. And then we're back into this collective like thought field and thought matrices and morphogenetic fields and all of this stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm.
1: what the heck? Very, very well thought out plan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I've heard when that, when we start to get into that ascension, this is from one of our guests. I didn't verify it. I don't know if I could, that like our lifespans will actually also increase as well, which, you know, Oh yeah. I believe
1: that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Absolutely. See so, if I can show it to you here.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Is that not a tree stump? That so, totally
0: looks like a tree. Yeah. Well, The thing is, is the like actual that. structure,
1: they're saying it's some type of like a uh, magma.
0: Magma came up and. Yeah. But, but it, they,
1: they actually, actually, people who study it, it has the cell structure of a plant of a tree. Exactly. Wow. Petrified wow. wood. It's a giant petrified tree stump. And then now here's a question who cut it down because it's perfectly.
0: Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
1: We have these giants that we hear about and there's all kinds of tales and folklore of these cities in trees. People lived in trees, but how could they live in a tree unless it's that big? Uh, So who knows what really took place on this planet?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of people talk about being seated by the Lemurians and the, and the, um, I think it was Lemurians and the Pleiadians and Atlantis and uh, Lemuria and then those falling. And then you had the Anunnaki sort of like coming in and, you know, doing the genetic experiments to man and sort of like, I mean, that to me, if that's really true or I'm not misrepresenting it, like that's where we went from sort of that Christos template and and reality Gaia Terra Earth to like the 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 mutant matrix Earth where we got a lot of that stuff because if you go back, you look at like the Sumerian tablets and stuff they, all of that stuff chronicled the monetary system, the legal system, all of this sort of control grid mechanisms were all from, you know, ancient Sumeria, which they pretty much said in the tablets in the cuneiform that it came from the Anunnaki and they were given all of these rules. Mm-hmm. To Control and create this you know basically like slave race to farm the di- you know the gold and all of that stuff so they could you know take it back, and so it 's like it 's all there, but it 's all yeah. taken out of the history books it 's not in you know our, we don 't learn about Samaria i mean it 's amazing like culture that had so many of the things that we use now we don 't even hear about it like because yeah. there 's that one nasty little thing that doesn 't fit. <laughs> They're, you know, they're these guys like worshiping these bearded gods and they're like, you know, eight to 12 feet tall. It's like that one thing. Like, and yeah. actually Egypt is one of the only cultures that um, had more innovation at its inception than at its closure or at its downfall. Yeah. So literally yeah. like yeah. they were way more advanced. And what was postulated is that a lot of those beings that came from Samaria carried that knowledge that ancient knowledge with them when they migrated. But then as they started dying off and their apprentices got older and died off, it's like yeah. that information and that knowledge and that wisdom and that even alchemy started to get less and less precise from the original, you know, the original ones that carried that information. And then, so they started actually like going backwards, which, you know, and then you have the whole time frame where it's like, we go from, you know, being able to like barely make an axe you know and, and chop you know kind of grind rocks to all of a sudden like in a hundred thousand years or something like that we've got like this massive like That's what I was gonna say yeah it's called like here. the Streisand effect which is basically I don't know why it's named after Sparber <laughs> <Sparver, laughs> Streisand but I heard this <laughs> the other day is that like when you try to Put something out there, but you do it partially, and and you do that so it doesn't go out any farther. And you try to curtail thought or limit thought. It actually like creates more curiosity as the adverse effect. And
1: I think, first of all, you know, we know there's a battle going on, and I think, honestly, I think the battle is already won. I think disclosure is happening. Okay, Uh, it just has to play out on the surface. Uh, Full disclosure. You know behind the scenes is already in the works just everything all this arrest stuff all this criminal acts everything has to be exposed It's all, pl- all has to play out on the surface i think within three years we're going to know within the next three years we're going to know about other races of ETs. we're going to know about ufos uh I think by 2028, I think we're going to be an entirely different civilization. I think we're going to understand time travel. Agreed. Uh, We're going to be, we're going to have access to time travel. I think they're
0: Yeah. Some technologies will be released. Um,
1: I I just think I'm giving it, yeah, till 2028. I don't know why that date always comes to mind Uh, by then. I I feel like, We're just not gonna be the same planet. We're gonna be in a massive transition. What I've heard heard is that these other races got the 911 911 call from Earth. Seriously, there was like, they they described this uh, gigantic white flash uh, that just took over the entire solar system. mm -hmm. And it was like a cry out from Earth. And it was like people that was the beginning of them coming here to help us. So there was some type of a cosmic event that occurred that we were unaware of that initiated all these beings coming to help. Now we all know they've been helping individuals. Obviously that's why we're all three talking about this tonight that might seem like total nonsense to somebody else, but (laughs) uh, yeah, so we, they're here to help. I, I don't know where we were going with all this, but Uh,
0: Yeah. What's going to happen with, is it going to be a full disclosure or partial disclosure? And I think, yeah, you guys are right. And they're here to, they're going to probably in some way, if we ended up like going down the path where we got like a partial disclosure and we're like, oh, we're going to worship these you know whatever they're going to be these slightly advanced gray aliens or whatever they would probably the other beings would probably make themselves known and go yeah no, no. these yeah. guys are very primitive they have metallic craft you know now you're going to see this is really what's going on there's wind. Yeah. we were talking about the energies
1: uh, that's it
0: now anyway and that's that's a that's, that's- the energies alone are uncovering the truth. In yeah, their- that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You probably read so. my mind. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. we're coming in as well. And we're getting bombarded by all these cosmic streams that are elevating our consciousness. And so it's like maybe, you know, we're not, we're not the same beings that we were 20 years ago. So it's like th- that, that, that tactic isn't going to work. So we're like aware, and it's kind of like you know, just like you said, Aaron. Like once they start talking about it, opening it up, it's like now, like we then we're gonna piggyback on that new awareness. So like we'll go, okay, if this is real, then now our awareness is gonna be at that level, and then we're gonna start questioning from that level higher. Yeah, like You know how they say like there was a story of Cortez when he went to South America and the natives there they couldn't see the ships and like they were cortez was like our ships are right here you know see this giant wood wooden tall yeah. sailing ships they couldn't see them because there was no frame of reference in their consciousness to see those ships they were like we don't see them it was like right there in front of them it's the yeah. same thing like once people open their awareness to see that they're going to see a bunch of other stuff too. I mean, they're going to be open up to multidimensional awareness. So unless there's some way to limit that, which, you know, we don't want, it's going to be very difficult. And I mean, that's just kind of what happens. I mean, like for me, like when I got back from a SETI, I've seen like four things in the sky. Really? UFOs because they're unidentified flying thingamajigs. And I I see it, you know, I was... (laughs) It's like, so like, it's almost like I was using the example, like when somebody, you know, doesn't know anything about wine and you give them like a $10 glass of wine or a thousand dollar glass of wine, you're like, try these. You don't know the difference between the glasses of wine. You're pretty much going to be like, "Ah, they're about the same. But you have a wine connoisseur tell you about the bouquet and how this one has this and that and all the different elements that they go through. And you start to discern your palate, like you can now identify. And I mean, like for me, and I think for a lot of people that start getting more of this awareness, like Gassetti was like, okay, I'm seeing stuff moving in the sky. My eyes are able to focus on whatever dimension those things are at, because the veil is very thin. Yeah. So it's like I had those training wheels, come back here, man, I'm sitting yesterday with my wife by the pool, kids are playing, and she's talking, and I'm just kind of looking up, And all of a sudden I see this thing. It looked like a big floating triangle that just was like kind of moving in on itself like this, like in slow motion and sort of whirling around and it came from the Canyon, maybe like, you know, 10,000, maybe like a thousand feet away. And then just went right over our house. And I was like, really is that? And I was like, honey, do you see that? She's like, no. And then I saw another thing just, going across the sky didn't have wings it looked kind of like a plasma orb it was like very high up but it was going really fast like way faster than any plane and i was like honey do you see that what the heck is that and she's like i don't see it (laughs) she couldn't see it that's funny so imagine if if we start attuning our consciousness to that like there'll be no way that people would not see all those other i mean we would be like okay we're starting to see through the dimensions through the realities and it's like yeah now we know there's so many aspects to it. that's the fascinating thing because there's that and then there's also I've heard that they're going to literally start decloaking their ships cuz literally there's already ships yeah. in our skies now yeah. they're just
1: cloaked everywhere
0: so well, that's start decloaking and then we're going to be like hey what are these th- <laughs> these <laughs> things flying around the sky oh, what awesome <laughs> And there was what <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> See, that's what I was wondering like, if I would have gotten pictures of those, like, would they come through? And I think they would have. So, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go anywhere without my phone because I start seeing stuff all the time. And
1: the night I got back from He Said he uh, the next night or the same night, whatever, I walked outside to let my dogs out, looked up, yeah, and I saw this what we had been seeing there the whole time those chips going across, it powers up. and and I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, as soon as I walked out and looked up, it was just right there, totally apparent. And I watched it go across and do its thing, just like we were watching all week. And uh, but after that, I haven't noticed anymore, more. But I was like, "Wow!" It's like I must have still been in that frequency uh, when I get when I got back. Yep,
0: I bet you still are. Yeah. I bet if you sit out there, you know, just you're gonna see. You know, we didn't see stuff continuously; like there was some lag spots. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man. I mean, I think it opens up for a lot of people. That's awesome. That's because yeah, I was definitely. asking Peter Maxwell Slattery. I was like, okay, you get all these pictures. Are they following you around, or are you just open now to seeing that stuff? And I can't even remember his answer. I'm sorry that I didn't. I, 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 I know his answer. I know I know his
1: answer because I just watched his interview on Edge of Wonder. Okay. he said that they're. The, he doesn't even have to go outside and sky watch. He said, there's this, there's like a psychic telepathic connection oh. he said that he just knows to go outside and he looks up and it's there. Uh, it's like they're making him aware to come out and film. Uh, and that's what happens. He goes, I don't even need to look in the sky. I just know when to go out and I know when they're going to be there. It's like they, they tap into his thought process. Yeah.